gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to Blast From, Cast From. Suck oh. it. Oh, sorry. So this is it. We've we've um, we've run out of stuff to talk about to do with music. We're we're sinking mm. to the depths, um, and now <laughs> we're opening this uh, this can of worms, this this chapter, this oozing um, troubled spot. <laughs> that's right. This is the professional wrestling episode. Can you believe it? Can you believe it's come to this? I couldn't see it. Couldn't see it coming. I mean, I've heard that these these podcasts are are, are wildly popular. So. Um, in, a, in, a, in a desperate uh, ratings grab, uh, we, oh. we, we turn this way. What do you think of that? Uh, being wrestling and ratings grabbing, that's quite appropriate at the moment. Uh, so much like wrestling at the moment, we will be in the toilet. So, so we're 20 years too late on this one, you said? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> okay. yeah. Oh, Never mind. So in the spirit of the thing, I'll introduce my wrestling name. The Mall Killer Death. <laughs> So, Mall Killer Death is going up again. That's quite the name. So, you're you're a murderer of malls, and something else at the end there. I, of course, am the Quants. The Quants. Yes. The Mall Killer Death versus the well, a tag team or a versus? Are we going? Oh, to hey, you're we? already you're already against me. What's this heel turn? I'm here already. <laughs> Good God. Ah, I'm trying to be on your side here. This All is right, a, this is a, this is a moment. We're teaming in every time. Uh, I of I, course our I, team name is uh, Power Buddies in tonight. Okay, so that's our that's our team name. Power Buddies. Power Buddies in tonight. In tonight. Okay, uh, and every time uh, I hand over at you, we're going to make a very loud tagging noise. Or is that oh, not a good idea? <laughs> that's absolutely probably the worst thing. Let's do a let's do a um, a verbal tag uh, in a, and we'll say bang. <laughs> <laughs> that's bad, surely. <laughs> That's equally as bad. Um, let's just silently nod, um, even though mm. we're we're not in the same room. Yeah, um, you'll just let's, have to <laughs> let's not know when each other's nodding on an audio podcast, and uh, we'll be here for hours. <laughs> this is going to be quite an awkward one, isn't it? Um, just so, eight hours of silence. So, um, so yeah, what to you? What is what is professional wrestling? Wrestling, of course, it's the greatest ballet in our in our, our lifetime. The 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 the, the beauty of um, of a of a wondrous uh, acrobatic show mixed with the viciousness of mixed martial arts and obviously the pageantry of a Brazilian festival. That's how I would sum up. <laughs> and of course, I put the question back to you, host. And, and I, 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 could, I could feel you nodding there. Um, <laughs> so uh, to Come me, it is a combat sport. Mm-hmm. Nod. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> oh, nodding back. Okay, sorry. What do I do once I've nodded back? Um, I guess there's nothing to add to that. Isn't it? It's a combat sport, so... Uh, yeah. Too vicious. Um, no holds barred. I mean, much like that great documentary, No Holds Barred, with Zeus and the Undertaker or Hulk Hogan, whoever was in that. Was it? Suburban Commander was when uh, when we had some um, signs of alien life, and obviously Kit Ramsey, the alias of uh, of Hulk Hogan, uh, in that film, and he took on the aliens. But that's if only uh, this was a wrestling that? movie podcast, you would uh, be, <laughs> be already on a roll. <laughs> Um, Santa Claus with muscles that was of course to make sure that the children of the world weren't disappointed Hulk Hogan took it upon himself to dress up as Santa Claus to bring joy to children around the world tell you what there's also Mr. Nanny which was a documentary about how some troubled children were uh, in need of a uh, of a caregiver and uh, Hulk Hogan of course ad- ad- adopted 
these children into his life, but he could not um, uh, let any harm come to them. And luckily, he's jacked to f so he was. They were safe. Um, so the, the 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 films of Hulk Hogan, your mastermind, uh, yeah. round. So yeah, professional wrestling, uh, combat sport, uh, mm. Brazilian Brazilian festival. Um, that's oh, what you're saying. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Music. Why? Oh. Why the music? Why? Why would? Why would? Uh, why would those things entangle so so closely and so uh, enduringly well, for 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 years since since well, the Well, much since like the 60s. any any good uh, any good uh, athlete needs an entrance theme. You see it in boxing and uh, mixed martial arts. Um, obviously, the the intimidation of an opponent is part of the music. And I think what some of these wrestlers thought not just the theme tune. Let's not just stop there because obviously a lot of including Shawn Michaels who. Um, refused to acknowledge to the fans that he sang his own theme tune once it was taken over from Sherry Martel. But um, the, they wanted to not only dominate the opponent in the ring, they wanted to dominate those in the charts to say that we can not only suplex you on the mat, but we can, um, we can bang your eardrums with our, our brand of music. I think that's what they were saying. So if, just dominate everything. If intimidation is the game, I'm, I'm just a sexy boy. Um, <laughs> where does that fit into that? Uh, well, are you? I mean, it's it's one of these things. It's, it's through through the years, you know. It's like oh, nobody wants to be beaten, beaten up by a girl, and you know, beaten up by a southern dandy, and all this stuff. So maybe it's the 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 possum playing possum, and then actually turning turning and and showing them that a feminine, beautiful man can strike as hard as the gruffest rock face oh, so the um, the uh, oh i don't want to get beaten up by by this this sexy boy yeah. so um that he's already in their head yeah i mean it'd be bad to be up be beaten up by, by an ugly <laughs> well, but i'm imagining that's really <laughs> I'm just sexy. an ugly <laughs> yeah i'm a real ugly guy i suppose that's self-deprecating you'd kind of be like well he's already defeated himself but then he g gains the victory maybe that's more of a devastating defeat actually and the self-deprecating um, ugly guy it's like the uh the the muhammad ali thing where he said i'm so beautiful because he he never gets hit oh, i guess if you're yeah. if you're you're proclaiming your your physical attractiveness then you're yeah. you're, you're very you're a slippery fellow you can't get hit you can't get, be beat exactly and there's no one sexier than mike tyson so i mean you know, <laughs> and he 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 tried his his hand in the uh he actually knocked out the sexy boy at WrestleMania 14. So there you go. It's, it's, it's all a circle. Time is a flat circle. But I don't know. I, I, cause it's, it's weird, though, because obviously the people talk about uh, certain wrestlers having en entrances. And, yeah, obviously people would come out to some stuff, like, but not. I don't, I don't know. Cause it's, it's, a, it's a weird one because wrestling music seems to have gone together forever. But uh, for a while, there, was, there wasn't entrance music. You see some of these old um, you know, 60s and 70s matches. They just come out and start pawing at each other. So. Well, I only ever remember people coming out to music. Uh, uh, apart from uh, Andre the Giant, didn't have any mm. music when he would he would get uh, get uh, carted out. I think yeah. the first time I ever saw him was he was carted out on that little mini yeah. ring, which that was one of the, the WrestleMania. WrestleMania three, yeah, that was the that was the that was the cart yeah. cart mania. But um, I get whatever cart mania was. Yeah. yeah, that was the one that I remember him being carted think, out on. Um, uh, not to date ourselves. That's oh, quite some time yeah. ago. Uh, so you can tell we're we're we're. I mean that's a, a that was the ninety thousand. You know, what I mean the actual ninety thousand people inside that that place. That's that's wild. That there was, you know, population of a small town inside a building. To see two titans, two, uh, two titans, <laughs> two not well. I was going to say non-oiled, but they were the mm. Hulk, Hulk Hogan. Oh, no. was, was, if, if that man was not oiled, I don't know. What he was oiled going for on. the both of them. He brought he brought. <laughs> 
He bronzed and oiled for the both of them. I mean, he had enough for himself plus an Andre the Giant yeah. amount of oil. He, he knew <laughs> on his body. He knew that a French giant was not going to have the resources to to provide the oil, so he did it for America. And he said, "I'll oil myself up tenfold to take down this Goliath in his role as David." And he oiled his way to victory. He's it was a slick win. Huh? So cheating, you may, maybe oh. perhaps. Well, because that that would be that would be that would be cheating, wouldn't it? Just to oil yourself up when when that's. Well, it's an MMA. If you're oiled up, you you get disqualified. So perhaps back in the day, the rules were different. Maybe maybe he's the biggest cheat to have um, to have ever played the game, old Hulk Hogan. Although, um, with all that oil, managing to lift somebody up and body slam mm. them without them slipping out your your grasp that would that would have been quite. Oh. I'd bring quite a few. And to- talking of um, Hulk Hogan, that's an that's an entrance theme oh, for you, isn't it? That, Real that's American. That's the one, though, isn't it? That's the. Did I did I hear somewhere that was uh, that wasn't even meant for for Hulk Hogan? It was it was written for someone else. Is that interesting? <laughs> uh, was it Barry Windham? It was something weird like that. It was, it was not. It was one of these famous sort of. Uh, in hindsight, so many good decisions have been made, but yeah, I'm pretty sure the the Hulk Hogan Real American theme wasn't meant. For Hulk Hogan, he just—I think he either heard it and liked it, or they just thought it suited him better. But it was definitely not a "oh, this marries well." It was just a, a coincidence that it was—it uh, was Hulk Hogan's uh, theme. But it's, that's synonymous. I mean, that's—it's not even just used for him anymore. You see that just used in American like rallies, and people have come out to it in MMA as an entrance theme and stuff. So that's that's obviously resonated with people. Like just weird, powerful. It's a ridiculous song because uh, if you actually listen to the lyrics, it's uh, there's nothing in it makes sense. Uh, so I mean that that's obviously a stellar uh, entrance theme that the Hulk Hogan has. Do you have any uh, particular favourites? I mean, you could break it up by era for well, that particular yeah, I mean, era. The, era. Would the, that be? Yeah, the eighties. The eighties is my favourite because that was that was when it was entrance meant the person, the 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 the, the, the anger, the the passion, nothing more than the Ultimate Warriors theme. And when that would hit, dun 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 dun, dun you know, like that that. That feeling, that's the music. That's oh, that did it for you. That was that was one of my favorites, and I quite like weirdly, I weirdly like Big Boss Man's theme. I think Hard Times is one of the ones that kind of because he was one of my favorites as well. Big Boss Man, that was a kind of weird one as well because then that would start. It wasn't as it was a bit like the 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 real American one, ridiculous and made no sense. But you know you're you're gonna be serving hard times because he's a policeman and he'll arrest you. Um, what he was doing in the ring instead of his real profession, I don't know. I don't know if it was sanctioned by his uh, his local uh, precinct, but um, yeah, he would uh, he would find the time to sort of exact justice in the ring as well as outside it. Yeah, is that the best use of his time? Um, uh, fighting people in in, in well, the ring when he could he should I mean, he's got responsibilities. He must have, he may, unless he got like a part time sort of um, like deal. Well, think about where he could be a policeman as well as well, a wrestler. Think about his. Uh, he had to deal with the repo man. Uh, there was obviously Nails, uh, a known convict. Um, there was a one-man gang as well. I mean, he's roaming about, so I guess he his precinct was um, was the was the ring. So I guess yeah, he's got um, he's got he's got big shoes to fill. Um, the so the he, he did fight that um, Nails fellow who was a a, pre, a a former convict. So not not a believer in uh, rehabilitation then, by the sounds of it. No. He was, he was Neither am I. Fighting. Neither am I. Uh, and also. <laughs> Not one for rehabilitation. No, I think once once, once, uh, crimes can be... once the die is cast. Yeah. Um. And the the Mountie, he was uh he he north of the border. Yeah. Didn't like each other at one point. Um. I think that's that's more to What's do with the uh, I think that's more to do with the American uh, Canadian uh, divide. Obviously, the, the difference of opinion on law law um 
practices um, and it just came down to I guess uh, flavours uh, the Mountie he, he favoured a cattle prod but Canada's known for being more placid and yet his weapon was more aggressive because obviously the boss man had the nightstick good old fashioned truncheon to take down the uh, the legs of the unbelievers but the uh, the Canadian mounted police officer the Mountie um, he had a cattle prod which he would use and he was he was he had a I don't remember the cattle prod. He had a he, cattle prod. He had prod. a cattle prod. That was his. That was his weapon. Do you not remember? First of all, what is a, why is a mountain need a cattle prod? And second of all, how can that be sanctioned by the 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 athletic commissions of of, of Canada and the United States? A cattle prod. Um. Obviously, he would use it more. He wouldn't use it in the match. It would be. It would be um, behind the referee's back because obviously. Um, that's uh, sort of sensitivity training, not just for for understanding, but I think these referees need to um, get peripheral checks because the amount of times they miss a call. I mean, the the foreign objects that I see um, being used are just uh, a bomb. Uh, the abomination is that the 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 sort of blinders are on for these these guys. They should be taking care of these fellas in the ring, but they they can only see one one direction. And um, the amount of times I've seen some you know brass knuckles or a uh, a, a steel chair used and and they can't even spot it and that's the the pure sports getting ruined by these uh, these uh, lack officials I'll, I'll put it that way yeah so I wonder why they don't get just kind of permanently banned from from the sport if they're going to use um, implements implements especially like that. In these I these mean, modern times uh, we've got the internet and stuff so we know that the uh, that we can see them we can well it's on TV I as know. well couldn't replay couldn't they couldn't they replay it. I mean, if it, you, there's you get um, you get instant replay. For, I mean, obviously this is modern developments. This we're talking about the eighties here, but it does it doesn't endure, doesn't it? But you do get instant replay yeah. uh, decisions and and things like that. I don't know why they don't um, they don't bother with those kind basketball, of things. hockey. There's, there's replays to decide goals. So why can't there be a, a replay to decide the finish of a match? I just don't understand. It's just it's a strange one. The sanction for it seems to be changed, but uh, I don't know. So you've got your entrance themes that's obviously a big part of uh, of, of music and, and wrestling uh, but you also have uh, certain wrestlers have got a great thirst a great a great craving to, to be musicians themselves um the the reason why is, is unknown they've already got kind of stardom in, in the the wrestling world and that is their, their field of expertise uh, but some sometimes they just want to, to branch out um, we've obviously heard a few select albums and songs from from the the genre of wrestlers who decided to give it a go um and uh yeah got a few opinions on that i imagine <laughs> so the the first one we'll, we'll have a quick talk about is um jerry lawler oh famous uh, memphis wrestler who uh, during that period um record i think he recorded a couple of albums actually but the, mm-hmm. the one we listened to was jerry lawler and the nunnery brothers band mm-hmm who, what did you make of this? Who, uh, who seemed to be doing the lion's share of the work? Because um, from from my recollection, it seems to be uh, there's like a song at the start which is very Jerry Lawler, sounds exactly like him, and then it's just some band for the next you know eight or nine tracks where was on it. Um, so I don't know what's happening because it's not his voice for the rest of the time. Um, so I I was completely completely bored. Not, not. I mean, it was all right, all right music, but I think it was just weird to listen to because at the very first song, it's like, I'm Jerry Lawler, this is my voice, singing really bad. <laughs> uh, after like a big intro instrumental, and then there's just a band for the next bit of the album, just whoever these nunnery boys are, whatever the hell. <laughs> so you, you, th- you, think, you think it should have been the Nunnery Brothers featuring Jerry Lawler? Or just maybe. the Nunnery Brothers album, and then like any other band, you just say featuring on the song track lists 
because uh, he was hiding under the ring for the rest of that album because I did not spot him again. <laughs> well, maybe he was just uh, doing them a favour. So it's Skullduggery, you're thinking? It starts off with him trying to be like, and then like the band's like, all right, can we just do the rest? And he's like, yeah, yeah, just get back to me. He's almost just like at the front entrance with this first song and then everyone comes in and then he just leaves. And I just think that's a different time. I mean, there's many weird people that have released albums, but it's, it's definitely one of the oddest ones. Although maybe maybe not on this list you're about to go through. But Well, yeah, I was wondering whether to do it in chronological or just jump about. Yeah, but we'll, 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 I'll, t- I'll tell you what, we'll, we'll, we'll do like a, uh, as we like to do, just jump back and forth between timelines. We'll not do it chronologically. Hmm. That's, that's no fun. No. Um, the, the Best of Kamala, Volume oh. 1. Okay. So this is the unfortunately very, very recently deceased yeah. um, uh, Kamala, uh, who in the the mid two thousands I believe released an album, uh, the best of Kamala Volume One. Mm-hmm. Uh, unfortunately, never managed to 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 record Volume Two. But what did you think of Volume One? Uh, it was very unusual because I've, after ha- having listened to some of the other albums we did, there was uh, there was obviously there was obviously um, um, expectations of you know there's going to be some weird. Kamala singing, but I actually knew about this album, or like not the album, but I knew that he was a singer. It was back when there was a remember the wrestling channel in the UK, and there was one of these features. That oh was yeah, like, that was some years ago. It, it was like a bunch of things, like wrestlers doing unusual things. I think one wrestler was a painter, one one wrestler had a body shop and stuff. And there was just this one ten second shot at the end of just Kamala singing in the studio, and that's that's been with me since the like mid two thousands, early two thousands. Of just this was rest- it in the studio? Because uh, yeah. this this, oh, no. this this sounds like it was made that, on, on a desk. That, that's yeah, no, that's what I'm gonna get to next. Is but my entire takeaway from this album sounds like he was either recording it under a duvet, uh, hiding from someone. Because the way he's singing, it sounds like he doesn't want to be heard. It's the most odd sound. It's like it's not even bad sound. It's like he's he's. Oh, somebody at the door is singing. Oh, I think I hear someone coming. And, and then there's some like Mario 64 music in the background. Like someone's just plinking in the background. But the, the audio is unexplainable. It's not terrible. It's just weird. It's like, it honestly sounds like he's not even scared to record it. It's like he shouldn't be doing it. And the lyrics are weird. And he's like talking about some deep subjects. <laughs> it just sounds like he's, he's hidden under a coat. Yeah, it's it. very Honest. difficult to enjoy, ironically, because, yeah, he touches on some sensitive subjects, including um, the a song about his niece, who he had to look after after her parents died. Yes. Um, what's funny about that? Nothing. <laughs> Absolutely nothing. Uh, I should um, reiterate, there's, there's, yeah, there's nothing funny about that. I'm so sorry. Um, yeah. Well, there's, there's songs about him having to grow up in racism in, in his early career, and then there's a song about some woman who... Um, passed some bad checks and blamed it on her dead husband having listened to all of it you're like i'm not sure what i feel <laughs> so you gotta get like guilt and, and shame and then you find out he's recently dead which was the worst time to listen to it and i felt really sad so maybe not funny but it's uh, it's definitely i came away with it it was yeah and, and given the context it was it was a harrowing experience mm. um but um yeah um speaking of a harrowing experience let's <laughs> talk about um the, the next album, Hulk Rules. So you want to go on to the Hulk Hogan one, yeah? You want to talk about this, um, which starts off powerful. I was energised. This is this is what made me f- sceptical, because obviously you said, earlier on you said, uh, it's probably one of the worst things you've heard. And I was it's like, it's two songs in, and I'm like... <laughs> <laughs> but let's just look, can I... I'll just... I'll tr- you can travel with me, right? So obviously the first <laughs> two songs... Because I'm listening in the garden, it's a nice evening, it's a Sunday... 
kind of a little coffee and, and, and on comes you know boom 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 american made whatever the hulk hogan stuff even though he's kind of singing on the second one uh, or the first one and the second one's just a band it's just talking about hulk hogan and then i sort of like <laughs> i've sort of sat there i'm thinking wow this he's wrong <laughs> the, the mall killer is wrong um <laughs> and uh and then suddenly a sort of slow <laughs> rap I, I can only describe it as rap back and is starting the the thing you see with anybody you see on like a, a sitcom or something someone does a rap it's the three things this then the thing then you finish it with the other thing and then it just goes and there'll be like a, a 30 second instrumental and i thought okay so he's tried the rap I, I couldn't actually place what year it was i thought is this the ladies okay maybe rap was getting big you know like you're saying everyone tries a rap and then and then there's a sort of jimmy hart love song so my roller coaster continues so i've just been assaulted with this um quote unquote rap i'm gonna do like quotations figures and nod and i thought okay that's that over a big long it's one of the longest songs on the album and then uh <laughs> and then i hear some record scratching and my heart sinks <laughs> i'm like no you can't you can't do two and this is, is it just a song that's rapping about his veiny pythons or is that the first yeah. one because one of the lyrics is like oh look at that new vein of my tricep <laughs> And I was, I was just like, "What is happening?" You know, when you just you catch yourself and you think you're just looking, you could almost see a camera pointing at you. Sat there in my fat, stupid coffee foam mouth, with uh, with a oh, new vein in my phone, <laughs> and then, and then there's like a rocking tune to finish off. So it almost like gives you hope at the end. And it's, and I think there was another Jimmy Hart tune in there, but it was just, it was weird. But that record it scratch, I've never felt so disappointed. <laughs> It was well, the, 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 the rap and the wicker wicker. I thought, oh no, here we go. It was um, it was pretty horrendous. It makes um, Bart Simpson sound oh. like notorious B.I.G. Yes. Uh, in terms of rap and skills, it's it's possibly the worst rap I've ever heard in my life. I it, think you could go to somebody in the street and say, yeah. could you could you kick a dope verse for me? Yeah. Um, and it would the it would be better than this. My name's Mal Killer, and I'm here to say I'm rapping in a wrestling way. You know, you've you've got that. You've you've rapped to me before. You know, in private. I mean. Your your lyrics are amazing, um, and he's he's got a love song about like a dead friend or something as well. I forgot about that so one. So this is um, is this Hulkster in heaven? Yeah. Um, he I thought this was just about a dead fan. Okay, because it was even my one friend. of his fans has died. Yeah. Okay. So, but I thought that was just. I don't. Want sp- I don't want to make fun of it too much because it could be. It yeah, could be a real. But that's what I'm saying because like I don't. Uh, I don't know what to feel when he's just. It's really sad. Teddy Bollea. <laughs> Terry Bollea style, you know, it's it's obviously the Hulk Hogan persona of, uh, you know, uh, big muscles, all that stuff, but just the really soft voice singing, because obviously he's got his, 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 his uh, when he's getting worked up and then just suddenly talking normal, but not quite singing, Hulk Hogan. Um, I honestly didn't know what to do with it in, yeah. my, in my own mind, <clears throat> uh, after, after what I'd been listening to. <laughs> it, it reminded me of... Um, uh, not to I completely jump on a complete out of the blue tangent but that, that moment in Breaking Bad where that woman sings happy birthday Mr. Present to the guy it's that similar yeah you don't know where to look you, it's just an, it's not something it's not like a private moment it's just like what is this awkward feeling out of nowhere but yes that's how I felt about it luckily there was no record so, scratch in that um, song so there there's there's a and there's a there's a rich there's a rich well of, of these kind of things. I mean, mm. uh, Roddy Piper oh. uh, released a single. Is it I'm Your um, Man? Yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm Your Man, I think. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and, of course, uh, 
John Cena mm-hmm. released an album he did. In, in 2005. So his part of his deal was that he was a he was allegedly a rapper. Um, <laughs> so you <laughs> hold on, allegedly. So you're denying well, you're already yeah. denying the man his his rhyming skills and credibility. No, no what I'm saying is it was you, you, it's enough to say you're a rapper. You know, you come out, you're you're a wrestler first of all. Yeah. And then you say, actually, do you know what? I also rap, even though he did kind of do these these spoken so, words renditions. Some, I wouldn't call some them would raps say, necessarily. Well, I, I'm actually I don't mind you seen it, but I was, I, some would say it was the other way around. He's he's more of a rapper. He's, he thought he could wrestle, but hey, why? Hey, let's make it a challenge here. He was uh, 75 time world champion. How can you uh, well, deny that he was not go. a good wrestler? He won He won enough times. He did. So, Although, um, did he lose it a lot of times? Maybe that's the way you can look at it. That's a good point. He um, So the the rest the, the great wrestlers of old would hold on to that belt for, for Bru- five years. Bruno Sammartino, he held it for like yeah. five years or something, didn't he? So there you go. Is John Cena yeah. a good champion or is he a weak holder? He's a paper champion, as uh, Clubber Lang would say. A weak holder is that a is that a, is that a turn of phrase that they use? Um, no, I don't know. I just I just hey, I like that. He's a weak holder. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's what he's going to be. A strong champion and there's a weak holder. Yeah. One that's strong the, candidate. The, the cons- strong the strong candidate, candidate and a weak holder. There you go. Um, with a with a with a high turnaround. Mm-hmm. Um, but so it, cast that allegedly aside. Then he he did he did he put his money yeah. where his mouth. Well, he put WWE's money where his mouth is, and mm-hmm. uh, well, actually, I'm presuming they. You album. just hate this guy t- so much. I don't. <laughs> so he got the big bucks from the big company. So this, I mean, this he, privileged little boy wants to rap. Well, I'll let, you, let you, I'll let you speak on what you what you think of it. I mean, to me, it was it was um, fairly run of the mill, but um, it but, was uh, it was a rap that, album nonetheless. In that, is it not a success though? That it was actually not, not offensive and also kind of standard which is i think we, we, hey, we talk about it off air let's pretend like we're professionals um so we're, we're chatting about it earlier and obviously it was the the fact that it, it it was like every other sort of rap album in 2004 so that i guess is that a success that he's he could blend into a crowd of rappers i guess I mean, the, although the... i will say one thing his use of the foul language was over the top i mean over the top rope you might say it's his mother effers every five minutes i don't think that was quite um Becoming of a champion, champion even. Fine. I mean, we could go on for. There's a surprising amount of uh, wrestlers that have released albums, but we'll we'll not go on forever. Um, mm. But move straight to uh, "Great Texan" by <laughs> Terry Funk. And uh, what did what did you think of this one? Uh, this much like the Kamala one. I don't I, I don't think it's similar in the the sense that it was uh, it was um, different emotions. It was just a, a really odd one because it, it's called "Great Texan." It's clearly released. <laughs> in japan it's got songs like <laughs> called like rapongi i love you or something like that and and but the first song's just a, a, him about him being a great texan i'm like this doesn't make any sense because it's not and it's like rock <laughs> not country it's not really got anything to do with texas there's a, a song where he's talking about how he hates school there's uh what's the other one the uh uh oh, there's we're, a one where he's rather juvenile, um, he's talking unf- about being juvenile delinquents as well yeah the one where he's rather unfair to uh, to Barbara Streisand. Oh, uh, I was going to say, um, yeah. So he's like, I, I want this this woman's uh, I, I, this woman had these features and these features. Mick Jagger's lips for some reason. <laughs> and then and then the negative is is he's a big Mick Jagger's yeah, lips fan. It was the uh, oh she's got she's got this person's legs, this person's face, and then uh, Mick Jagger's lips, uh, but but Barbara Streisand's <laughs> nose. 
he's drawing the line. He's got a real problem, but it's not a case. It's laughable to him, but I don't, I don't understand why this particular attack. Um, the um, yeah, you 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 touched on the the Japanese element. It was uh, it was recorded in Japan. <laughs> the uh, what's um, the Rapongi one? The the, the the lyrics were like goodbye to something, but he just he says that. Then he says the Japanese version really bad, really phonetically and bad. Sayonara, Ianai, like. <laughs> Someone's literally put in front of him and be like, then you say this, and then he's got a song about hating school. Which, the, the production, that's actually all right. Well, uh, like, of all people, wasn't he just like a crazy yeah. maniac? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, he was known, not as bad as Bruiser Brody, but he was known for being an absolute psychopath. And then suddenly, you know, oh, I'm going to miss you, and then uh, up your nose with a rubber hose, and, and, you know, we hate school, and also we love rock and roll. Also... You know, there's, there's, we're gonna, we can, we can talk about the technique and the, the music production, but the thing I didn't like about that, that we hate school, we, but we love rock and roll, and I'll, I'll put it down. Like if you saw the words on a page, it would make even less sense. But it's, it's we hate school. The background singer saying, and then he repeats rock and roll. So in the sentence, it says we hate school, rock and roll. We hate school, rock and roll. So he's just listing that he hates rock and roll as well. So he just needs a comma in there, I think. That's all he, he just needs something to clean it up. Not much of a voice uh, for, for someone who wanted to... Well, I mean, it's all it's all subjective. Did you find it to be a sweet and soothing voice? No. He's got a, he's got a shaky, uh, scared for an interview voice. Because that's the whole thing. He's supposed to be playing a, <laughs> a hard maniac, but his voice is kind of... And then he's trying to sing, and then... I, I don't know. I don't know what it was. It was, just, it was obviously wonderful. I enjoyed it from start to finish, um, and the production actually wasn't too bad. So it was like I don't know if I was enjoying it because it was a ridiculous wrestler. Because if it was just an album, I, I don't know what I would feel about it. But it was just so. I, I I was enriched by it, but yeah, I wasn't offended. I don't think apart from the Barbara Streisand bit. Um, so what worth 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 purchasing? Oh, oh! Uh, I, if I saw a vinyl of that, that would be money down. That would be. <laughs> That, that's, that's purchase. That's that. That's not a case of mm, consider. You know, like you, you look at, oh, do I really need this uh, this particular cabinet? Or you know, I could probably buy a better jumper from a different store. I see that Terry Funk album, uh, price tag or not, it's it's wallet empty, uh, needle down, and uh, you know, we hate school and we love rock and roll. So I mean, the the, the final one we're going to talk about is not this. It's not the same uh, genre where you've got like a a, a, a particular wrestler. Mm taken on an album it's it's a mix but it's it's, it's worth knowing for a couple of reasons and um, so it's it's wrestlemania the album <laughs> from from 1993 uh, where you've got uh we, we remember the single slam jam oh, yes. where oh, yeah. the, the the undertaker <laughs> british bulldog uh, <laughs> bret hart had a had a go the, it was Macho Man the, there the undertaker who uh is, is a dead man i believe but is is free to to, to just pop out his, uh, his vocal cords to um to enjoy a bit of a imagine him in the studio <laughs> Oh yes, yeah, so he trundles into the the recording studio with with um with this. What was what was Paul Bearer? Was Paul Bearer a, a Paul Bearer? Was that I just? Uh, just think that, the, uh, the idea. Case, so was he a funeral director? I think the idea because there's a whole idea with the urn. I don't know if that was Undertaker's supernatural and the ashes are his ashes. So Paul Bearer, while you're in possession of the ashes, you control the Undertaker. So he's like a zombie. But was it, so it was maybe. Paul Bearer's intention to record that album. So he, he wanted to be a singer, but he couldn't have he couldn't pluck up the courage himself. So he probably brought the urn in to the recording studio and and said, you know, I'm my undertaker, now you sing these lyrics for this song that the WWF has requested. Although I I think there's probably less resistance from the Undertaker than there would have been for Bret Hart, because the strain 
and shame in his voice for his his particular addition to this. Well, that's what I was uh, just going to move to. So the, I mean the, well, let's just let's just call it what it is. The the, the greatest wrestler um, appearance on uh, on a record mm-hmm. um, of all time. Uh, never been a right time to say goodbye. <laughs> Which is which is I mean Bret Hart features in Slam, but he, this is his so this is his solo yeah. piece, so to speak. So he gets his own taste, like probably the most reluctant guy. <laughs> and Bret, so we've we've reserved never a good time to say goodbye for you. And the way he belts out those lyrics is very much like he's. I could imagine the hand up in front of him holding the sheet as he's delivering <laughs> this beautiful song. It's it's horrendous. I I was laughing so hard. So just just what we would we would recommend uh, that people that people listen to this um, <laughs> all four this of them. particular song. Never been a right to never been a right. <laughs> never been right. Never been a right time to say goodbye. Uh, Bret Hart straining out uh, spoken yeah. word um, while they 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 really go for it. Oh. I mean, given the, some of the stuff we've heard, it was actually uh, quality wise um, not bad. It was just uh, the the performance was quite amusing. So that, I mean that's that's how wrestlers fare. Mm. In the, in the field of music um, and mm. how do conversely musicians when they step oh. into the into the squared circle how do they fare and you've obviously got a, a lot of involvement with, um, with musicians in, in wrestling uh, Billy Corgan of the Smashing Pumpkins he actually owns a wrestling company uh, at the mm-hmm. moment he owns uh, the, the National Wrestling Alliance um, a bit like throughout Dresden's history you've got like some involvement the uh, the, the demon the kiss demon was in WCW. Um, <laughs> Master P and his posse were also in WCW. Yeah, for, the No, for no Limit Soldiers. The No Limit Soldiers. Yeah. Um, and there's actually, there's a couple of musicians in the, the, the WWF slash WWE Hall of Fame, um, including, do you, would you be able to tell me who they are? Uh, I'll take a guess. I think, uh, oh, it's Cindy Lauper, surely he's in there. Um, no. What? Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. So logic. Let me take one more. Let me take one more guess. Cindy Lauper, the most involved. famous musician involved yeah. in wrestling, is uh, is not involved in, in the first WrestleMania. Along with Muhammad Ali, Cindy Lauper, um, Liberace. Is Liberace? In? Liberace is not. No, I think. I mean, his involvement is, uh, was a can-can line, wasn't it? I, I, well, I, I, I'm just meaning like a, a famous. You're saying a famous musician, right? I'll have one more guess, right? Because obviously three and eight, I'll strike out. Is Kevin Federline in the? <laughs> Kevin Federline is even though he has had more direct involvement than the the two the two that are in there I'm about to mention. Uh, so just for fuller context, there is apparently a celebrity wing uh, of oh. the, the Hall of Fame. Um, includes uh, Donald Trump, um, Pete Rose, uh, the the baseball oh. player, um, among others. Mike Tyson, I think, is in there. Um, but you've also yeah, the fridge. The what? The fridge. Oh, I did, he didn't come up. <laughs> The NFL guy isn't he's the, the fridge someone or isn't isn't Vince McMahon's limo driver in the the WWE Hall of Fame? Um, yes. So there was I think he did a bit more than uh, the the limo driving, but um, oh, I can't remember the name okay. off the top of my head. But we, we can't go. This was in my research and it's not in my notes, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> I concentrate on the please, musicians. Go back, go back to the research, please. Um, so uh, okay, I'll surprise you then. So the first one is Kid Rock. Okay, is, contributions uh, to wrestling or because <laughs> he wouldn't get into the rock and roll hall. It's of fame the only hall of fame he's, he's going to get into. Your, 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 yeah, your, yeah, that's your projection. Um, probably more likely to get into a hall, a music, music hall of fame, but less likely for a professional wrestling hall of fame. Snoop Doggy Dog. 
oh. is in there. Was he was he involved in in some form or fashion? He what didn't he didn't he do that weird like there was all the, the divas and he was rapping and they were just dancing around him at like one of the WrestleManias and it lasted ages. I mean that this is why it's quite funny it's those two because the, those are two moments from WrestleMania I remember lasting so long uh, to the point where people were furious even uh, people as jaded as me but like just the, it was just a weird concert of Snoop Dogg rapping well you know all these I mean probably not uh, acceptable nowadays all these divas just dancing about him like sort of groupies so um, yeah that was an, an embarrassing that those two who have the exact same Wrestlemania existence are uh, in the Hall of Fame and Cindy Lauper whose uh, contributions have actually been noted uh, she's not in there so that's quite funny um, alright so that's enough to, so that's how you get into the Hall of Fame you just kind of yeah, turn up to, to Wrestlemania you just exist you, you make an appearance um, so in the last uh, in the last podcast it was mentioned that Kevin Federline had uh, stepped foot into the squared circle mm. against one John Cena uh, this occurred in early 2007 was it yeah there's something something about the New Year's episode 12 years ago almost so uh, what we are going to do is have a watch along this is uh, this is some fancy business where um, you you somehow get view of this this particular match um, if you're if you're doing it through the the most uh, proper means I guess which is to to subscribe to the Give Vince McMahon more money mm. um, and subscribe to the WWE Network. Uh, this will be on the, 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 the January New Year's episode uh, of 2007 of, of Monday Night Raw, I believe. Uh, however else you find this uh, this video, is uh, that's up to you. Mm-hmm. That's, none of, that's none of our business. Um, so, setting the scene, um, apparently there was some... <laughs> this is a very vague setting the scene. There's some sort of disagreement... <laughs> Uh, which is how all professional wrestling Apparently, uh, encounters there was, uh, there was a misunderstanding <laughs> and a disagreement. Simple as the new uh, one for me. And 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 um, uh, just to give you a big background on this 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 uh, this uh, this occurrence here, and they they ended up um, they ended up going toe to toe in the ring. Uh, so what we're going to do is uh, is watch along, and hopefully you'll be able to watch along with us. So we will tell you when to press play. Hmm. God, I'm, I'm ready to go. I've got a big screen and everything. Oh, yeah. Uh, so for anybody that is watching along with us, so hopefully that's everybody, um, just to, to make sure you're all you're all synced up, uh, where we want you to, to press play, we want you to queue up just before John Cena's entrance um, and then press play just as he enters because that's where, that's where we'll be watching from right now. So uh, will we do a countdown here? Yeah. So three, two, one, play. Okay. Oh, music hits. Crowd's excited. It's quite a quite a big crowd. Obviously, not what they're getting. Oh, these days. I mean, the contrast. To... I mean, that's not their own fault, though, is no, it? No, that's fine. I mean, look at that outfit alone. His energy. His energy is wonderful. It's a little, uh, little uh, military sort of attire going on there. Was he? Did he serve? I don't think he did. There was wasn't there a weird period where he'd he'd actually like visited. Uh, Iraq or something, and then he just came back all military, but in saluting and stuff. Um, I mean, respect the military, of course. I mean, I'm not American, so I don't know how much it's about over there. But and now he, oh, he's he's launching a football anyway. Um, <laughs> oh, we're we're lucky. I mean, obviously we're we're talking over the top here, but lucky enough to hear some John, uh, Jim Ross commentary. Good old days, two thousand seven. Yeah, Jim Ross. When a southern accent could be heard on um, the USA Network. 
Regret nothing, fear less, his t-shirt says. Ah, regret nothing, fear... Wait. How can you f- fear less than nothing? I'm sorry, I'm not, let's not go into that. You can't, you can't feel... That's because nothing would be uh, 0%, wouldn't it? There's, there's, so, you can't, wait, so, so fear... Fear, the, he, fear the freezing cold. Is he in control of the percentage? Like, how much you... Like, so less than nothing. Fear the negative numbers. Oh, there's another musician. Uh, hmm. Yeah, she had a she had an an album. That's uh, re- also recording artist Lillian Garcia. Yes, I've never heard any of her stuff, but I, I'm I've never. I can't say that I have either. She sang the um. She sang the uh, America the Beautiful at one of the WrestleManias, didn't she? Yeah, sure. I'm sure. I'm sure, she did. A couple I'm, ass- of I'm assuming this isn't the first appearance of Kevin Federline. He's got some of the the biggest booing reactions I've heard for a while. So the, I mean, he's obviously notorious, and, oh. and they, they, I think he had appeared before. <laughs> he's got a tight. Oh, he's got pajamas. I, oh, he's got energy. Team, I know he's got, it's, a, it's like a. Wait, it's a those pajamas. It's a boxing. Uh, team Federline. It's a boxing thing. What team? Surely he is wearing pajamas. Surely, is a if you're going to wear a boxing coat uh, thing or whatever that is, a dressing gown. Oh, he's on music. Yeah, wear wear boxing outfit because yeah, he just looks like he's what? he's that's his lounging outfit. What's quite funny is uh, this guy's a bad guy, right? He, he's a <laughs> he's a guy trying to be a wrestler, <laughs> rapping rapping his own theme, coming out in sneakers, and the other guy in the ring, um, is his rapping his own theme, sneakers, his muscular <laughs> compatriot. Oh. He's actually got a, a, a sort of nicer face in the sense of he's, he looks like he it should be reverse. He looks like a friendly guy. Just got a kinder face. Apart from that horrible hairstyle. Oh, but no, there's been a change in the match. You can't do that. What's this carry on? <gasps> oh, he's not afraid of using oh, the curse. Oh, swear Bit of swearing that come in here. Okay, Fed. So <laughs> it's not good to listen to if you're not watching along because we are just listening to what he said. Yeah. No disqualification, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, the clarification this is going to be no DQ. And for anyone who doesn't know what those initials stand for, no disqualification. <laughs> oh, God, this is even back when Johnny Nitro was in was in amongst. This is before his um, very confusing uh, uh, persona as... Uh, a Jim Morrison lookalike who came out to Jimi Hendrix signing theme. So what's happened here is is the the authority figure, which is Jonathan Coachman, has, has has allowed this to be no disqualification, which is very last minute. Surely when they've done all the paperwork and everything, mm. um, signing this match together, signing it together, um, that he would have he would have this would have not been in the agreement. Is this this this? What, I mean, whatever the outcome here, it can't be legally binding. It can't be. I think whoever the records. whoever wins this, it wouldn't count as a win. It'd be almost like a street fight, I guess, because there's there's no there's no sanctioned body that would would allow this. Also, he's got a sort of corner man in uh, Johnny Nitro there, carrying a bag. I'm assuming with all his cut supplies and things like that. I see. He's maybe got some water or or, mm. or something else. Some so the, the height difference is not too. Yeah, he's, he's not too different, he's, is he's it? Not physically as intimidated by him. Look, 
I mean, he's he's obviously not got quite the the, the thickness. He's got an earring as well. That's no, not that's, regulation, that surely. Be. What if he gets hit in those earrings? That's a busted. Then ear. again, John Cena's wearing a pair of jorts. That's not Mike Tyson didn't wear jorts to the ring, did he? Muhammad Ali did he wear jorts? I mean, Hulk Hogan the, never wore jorts. There's some long boxing. Obviously, oh, they're not jorts. They're like they're camo. They're like a camo sort of thing, aren't they? Yeah, <clears throat> but in that, what, 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 what lifestyle would require trousers that are obviously sort of camo khaki shorts to survive in a sort of survival situation, but ending just above the calves. Oh, man. <laughs> Those are long. What about snake bites? Those are awful looking. <laughs> it's, uh, he looks like a giant boy. Like, that is always his problem. He looked like a giant, muscly boy. He's got his big brother's shorts on. <laughs> I'll see Kevin Fredline's following the rules. He's putting a mouthpiece in. John Cena can't, I mean, own... he can't get by with this. No mouthpiece, no no gloves. Is this bare knuckle? Oh, hold on. Yeah, if there's no disqualification, I guess you can you can throw a punch, you can't, can't you? You can't so... wrestle in your robe. Look, this guy is following the rules. Gloves. This guy this is... is, he's thinking of the safety of John Cena. He doesn't want to get any cuts opening stuff. Did he swear? Did he mouth the F word, John? I, think he might. I mean, it's not just his albums. Clearly, he can uh, he can swear in the ring too. He is the shock master. <laughs> What's the benefit here of putting on gloves? If anything, it's going to protect uh, John Cena. From Soften getting, the blow. So if he if they're off. throwing hands, mm-hmm. John Cena's um, knuckle can can hit off his his. his, oh. his Oh, I think as far oh, as as far as technique and stances, Kayfed's got a good boxing stance. Cena, I don't know what that is. He's maybe watched Mortal Kombat and thought this is how you. Very eat. lumbering. I oh, forgot to take off his robe. He's still got his pajamas on. John his Cena big looks like someone put muscles in a cupboard. <laughs> like just around the outside. All right. Okay. So this makes more sense. He's protecting his, his head here. Is that allowed though? This is not like. This well, is not fair. But there's no. Well, he's no a fair too. So guess. he's protecting his head with the padding, but obviously, the um, the gloves are going to benefit John Cena, because that's lesser lessening the impact. Oh, here we go. What's underneath that massive T-shirt? <laughs> a beautiful body, clearly. <laughs> oh. Oh, what's this arrogance? Oh, he's, he's allowing him uh, oh, free, what's this? free headlock. It's no disqualification. Why didn't he just like... So what? He barked at the protective the, the protective gear and now he's allowing him a sort of a free hit. Oh. oh. That was nothing. Get that guy off the... the Get that guy off the apron. <laughs> you didn't disagree with this? This is outrageous. <laughs> this is the middle of the match. This, like, if the, if the, if the corner man in a boxing match just jumped up on the... Throwing the towel in him. This is in McNaughton. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. This is... This is uh, although, again, so no disqualification. You could just do anything. Couldn't just... Could, couldn't he get in and they both just beat him up? <laughs> oh. Why don't? Why not just go for that? Well, I suppose it's not sanctioned. Away. Then we've got no... Thought, uh, thought, thought twice about the gloves 
He's thought, I'm not protecting this guy. He's, he's showing me no... Hey, hold on. Oh, here we go. See? Look at this. Not doing anything. It's the biggest understatement. Why is he bothered about telling them they're not doing anything? It's no disqualification. He could do what he wants. He could go in there and shoot him. Couldn't he? <laughs> Why is the referee... He's throwing his reputation on the line, I think, this way. Help in this chair business. Okay, there's some sort of chair thing that's about to happen. Oh. A master lock challenge. Was that not... That started by Chris Masters, wasn't it? Wow, we're, we're, we're getting all the... Oh! Crevice, the memory crevices of forgotten wrestlers. That's, that's pretty impressive to get him around his, his ample I know. his ample shoulders of all the, I mean this isn't the smartest game plan of all the things to try and do try to get your arms around that neck so for those not watching along he's just put his arms around uh, around John Cena's neck um, and that's the only thing that's happened apart there was a headlock <laughs> and then there was uh, arms around the it's neck a very strange schoolyard headlock now he's saying hand in the air peace is that as a freeze frame, who has the longest shorts here? As a freeze frame, that wasn't the best shot. A sort of bald guy with his arm in the air, shaved head with tattoos. Oh look, he's winning! Oh, oh he's oh, gone down. That's over. It's over. Well, that was well done. I think John Cena let him do that. Oh, well done. Oh, he's <clears> lifted him up. Placing them very gingerly yeah. on the on the top rope there. I suppose it's oh, not hey. a good look if... if uh, oh, oh my God! There's a man in the ring. To get him out. Oh, he's out. <laughs> get, get him out. I, oh, hey. Oh, come on, man. kicked him right. right in the back there. Right in the back of the... The back of beyond. That, that, must, that couldn't have been nice. Oh! Turns out he doesn't have any no, testicles because any regular man would not be doing this. You'd be in a crumbled mess. Maybe hey. just oh, now there's... Oh, this that is, is a, a third Umaga. Mystery, I don't remember man. him. Some sort of... <clears throat> another it's fourth a, man. A, and there's another man. <laughs> He's showing got him, hold of John Cena's awful gaudy belt. Taunt is this. He's showing him his property. He's yeah. He's he's hijacked John Cena's awful, awful looking belt. <clears throat> so this um, and he, they're they're now looking at the belt. The suited man says, "Give belt. this back to him." Oh, he's gonna hit him with that. Oh come on! His hands are in oh, agony. Oh, he got his hands. He got his hands. Never got his head. That's his. Well, half of his thing is to show that you can't see him. So that's that he knew what to attack. <laughs> John Cena's main use is his hands. Well. This has just gone. This has just gone nuts. This is a riot. Yeah, this I, is not a match anymore. This can't be the way. That this. See, this is what happens when you say no disqualification. You get all sorts of stuff like this. And I, I tell you what, there's nobody to blame but himself because he agreed to it. Yeah, uh, he could have just said no, 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 no. This is not what was uh, discussed live, at the. Live to fight another day. At the mean. Oh no! Not oh, like he's this. Just lying. Oh. Oh, oh well, there wins. you go. That's. Hey. So, Kevin Fedlin beat, beat John Cena. Taurus in the hair, that's all I'm going to say. And he's throwing money about. He just, he just throw some money at him. <laughs> was, that, was that money? Just, was, that, that, was that money? That's quite 
that's quite weirdly slick by him, as in win and then toss a tenner down. I guess is what he's trying. Oh, to was say. there a was there a was there a bet? I mean, if it was if um well, <laughs> unless he bet that he was he was gonna oh wait, he was gonna lose against himself. <laughs> So he's furious. He won. There's your winnings, John Cena. And you knew I was. I, you thought I wasn't going to win, but yeah, I lost the bet. So what's he so. been doing this far then? I guess he was trying to throw, it, but he didn't expect that un- unidentified male to come in and, and win. Oh, he's. Oh, how could he be proud of that victory? Oh, that kid didn't want to give him the high five. Oh, these guys do though, eh? You. Oh, these guys are all about it, yeah. This corner man is loving this. Well, happy New Year for two thousand seven. Well, that's um, he really got knocked out there. <laughs> yeah. Um, Why doesn't anyone come and help him? His hands must be doing, and he's covered in money, so he's, he should be happy when he wakes up. <laughs> he'll be so happy. If someone's in such an wow, unconscious state, was... why would why would no one would no one help him? That's crazy. I think that's, that's, I think that's a disgrace. Um, oh, so, <laughs> wow. That was uh, that was Kevin Federline versus John Cena, or John Cena versus Kevin that, Federline. How that was like music and wrestling coming together in a titanic battle of winning. Mu- well, m- music versus wrestling music, because I guess John Cena is technically a yeah a musician also. Um, at this point, he had a he had so an album under his is, wing. Is the lesson here that a pure musician will always defeat a wrestling musician? I mean, that's what this, that's the lesson I'm getting here is that when you're a pure of heart and pure of musicianish. Musicianish. I think so. I mean, there's there's always the there's the, the there's the argument that um that you know you know wrestler versus uh, boxer that type of thing mm-hmm. uh, who comes out, but apparently musician <laughs> versus wrestler. wins every uh, time. Musician comes out on top uh, with 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 some assistance from yeah. from uh, from a Samoan fellow. Yeah. Um, that can that can be achieved. I don't agree with this no disqualification business. That's that's well, how can you how can how can you find out you who's, what, the, who's the best? Disgracing the game, bringing phony money <laughs> to this. It's like kingpin, you know. Just just it's basically what was uh, the, uh, I don't, I don't, the money. I can only the assume <laughs> that the money was the, the bet against himself, and then that's that's the, that's John Cena's return. Well, he, Bittersweet. He threw it down in a bit of an anger throw. So I'm thinking that was it. He bet against himself, thinking I like look at least if I lose, I'm gonna win. <laughs> yeah, but he's actually won, and then he lost. So that like, poor guy. Because I don't. Would, would there have been an agreement between between him and him and? Uh, I'd imagine there'd been some smack talk in the way in. Do you know what I mean? So maybe maybe during the way in, <laughs> they uh, they set a bet. You know, there's usually a kerfuffle, probably behind closed doors. You win, I'll give you this. I win. You know, uh, reciprocate the amount, and. Uh, it's backfired because he's uh, he's gone and won. He's due to outside interference. He's uh, he's gone and won. Poor Kevin Federline, probably about five hundred down. And um, Those we, we asked sales. the question. We asked the question at the beginning, and now it's answered. That is professional wrestling. <laughs> in, a, in a nutshell, that is. In a nutshell. nutshell. That is what we just watched together. Is uh, is professional. So I hope you enjoyed that. Unfortunately, this is not a wrestling podcast ordinarily. Otherwise, we could do that every single week. That'd be <laughs> wonderful, wouldn't it? But um, uh, maybe we can watch along with with uh, something else uh, at some point. I did enjoy that. Yeah, music videos. Um, we'll do that. You know, we, we could do, we could do that because we watched. We we we've, we uh, on previous blast proms. Obviously, there's been some sort of watching it or watching stuff and talking about it afterwards, but. Perhaps during is a new, that's maybe a bit too Beavis and Butthead, but yes, I get you. I get the spirit. Ah, it's that's retro at this point, isn't it? The, the old Beavis and Butthead throwback. So uh, nothing, nothing is uh, is well clearly Sacred. from this this, 
It's clearly from this podcast, nothing is sacred. Nothing is beyond uh, possible possibilities. Uh, so that was that was wonderful. Thank you very much. Uh, what's a, what's a wrestling sort of uh, sign off? It's usually just the the little the little copyright logo. Yeah, um, shows up, doesn't it? We just imagine that's happening. My God, he's broken it. <laughs> kind of well, there was the what was the old um, the wrestling announcer? They always talked about him on. Uh, it was. Um, oh, don't, don't 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 see you next week. Don't you dare miss it, kind of thing. I think it was something like that, but. Mine's gone blank. Well, go f- go with that then. Yeah, <laughs> we'll we'll uh, we'll 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 catch up with you the next blast from cast from. Don't you dare miss it. Oh. <laughs> oh.